Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. I got to talk to a few podcasters while I was up in Boston. And podcasters, uh, who'd you talk to? Just some guys that do podcasts on games and other things. But what I'm saying is, so you randomly on the streets. Hey, do you do podcasts? I, I mean, how that conversation? People in the church. People in the church. Okay. In um, church. Interestingly enough, you know, they think they're doing a big deal. I mean, really big deal if they're doing it once every two weeks. And uh, they said we have not missed a single month for a year now. You know, they're all pumped about and that. And you said, man, we're on episode I, 100. What that's are we what now? I told them. We're on episode 113. 113. And, and I, we've not missed a week. We have not. We, we have, have not. not missed a week. So, so are they subscribers now? Are they listening to our podcast? I'm trying now? to get them to. I said, okay. you need to listen to our podcast. They wrote it down. I, I sent them links and all that stuff. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. So if you're in Boston listening to this podcast, welcome to the show. Welcome to Connecting Faith and, to Life. And record every week. Be consistent. <laughs> be consistent. That's a good life lesson in many areas of life. Just it be is. consistent. But in get pod- up and get it done. But in podcasts, it's like it's like a radio show. You better have it going every week, and every people better know week. it's there. Yeah. Well, anyway, and yeah, 113 brother. episodes in, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Oh, we have. Staying consistent is a challenge because we're running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, no, I don't think we ever okay. will. It's kind of like okay. it's kind of like running out of sermon. I mean, there's how much summer material. Yeah, is this is true. This is true. Anyway, so you had a good trip. You're you're back. Yes, we you did. Had a great time. I wasn't here Sunday, so I didn't get to hear much of the report of what you guys, I mean, just in conversation, I've heard some, yeah. but you guys had a great time, accomplished a lot. We did amazingly for five people. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, Ivy. Tropical Matt, Storm came through while you were there. We actually moved people into their houses in the middle of the worst part of the rain. Why not? I was soaked from the people top of my move. head to the bottom people of my head. People got to move. And, uh, and that's interesting. I, I know we got to talk about other things, not the trip, but, but, but. Uh, Morgan was telling me, who went with you guys, yes. that people there move like crazy. Yeah, they do. Like we've, they're a year in apartment, like rent goes up, we're out of here. Yeah. We moved one lady from her house here to the mm-hmm. street over and it was all one way streets. So you could not get back to her house. It was, it was wild. It now, was I don't remember who it was. One of the team members sent me a picture of you mm-hmm. bare chested in a fountain. Yeah. that Well, well bareback, but yeah. What you did, in the world are you doing, Pops? I like, was I'm sending you on a mission trip and you, you. Half naked in a fountain. You can't do that on a mission trip. Uh, I wasn't. I, we were just touring at that point. So. <laughs> can't let you leave Charleston. Oh, uh, they said. Let you leave Charleston. Well, uh, one of the, one of the other ladies that was with us, Crystal. She said, "You're just a big kid, aren't you?" I said, "Pretty much." I also got to race a guy on Harvard campus scooters. So he had a scooter. I looked at him and said, "Dude, you want to race?" He said, "Sure, man, I'll race." He's that from, was his accent? That was. He was from, his name was Jack from Tennessee. Okay. That, that's not very Bostonian. No, he was from Tennessee and he was the center for the uh, Harvard. Um, oh man, what's her name? Knights? Is it Knights? I, don't know I think it's Knights. Anyway. Harvard Smarty Pants. <laughs> he was the center <laughs> for their football team. And uh, so he said, I'm about 30 pounds overweight for this thing. I said, okay. <laughs> so we took off. He was beating me down there, but buddy on the straight in the way back, I passed you got him. him huh? I won. I think he let me, but so you were fun. on Harvard's campus. Yeah. Do you feel smarter just for walking the grounds there? I no. 
<laughs> I actually got upset. You got upset because yeah, you were there? they had protests and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's a crazy on. place, anyway. I'm sure. But well, that's cool, cool, though. I mean, the oldest, oldest university in the United States of America. That's right. That's exactly right. And Harvard, amazing. much like Princeton and some of those other Ivy League, Ivy League schools, they were um, training centers for pastors mm-hmm. when they were founded. That was what they were designed for. Yeah, John not, Harvard started not to that be, school uh, for that reason. wild institutions they are today, but training centers for pastors I mean, to think a long way. David Brainerd walked there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Edwards yeah, walked there. Jonathan Edwards was a Princeton guy. Oh, oh, you're right, yep. Princeton. So anyway, mm-hmm. regardless. Close enough. He probably walked there anyway. Princeton, Harvard, they're all the same. Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah. That's yeah, all the same. Uh, <laughs> all those <laughs> Ivy League schools. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so as you listen to the podcast, just get uh, get someone on the line, Facebook, Twitter, or the Gram. Or the Gram. Let them know and uh, invite them to come be a part of our podcast ongoing every single week. Um, well, Pastor, uh, especially with... What's going on in South Carolina right now? We have a lot of anxiety going on for the simple reason that uh, COVID has taken a step up right now. Man, we can't get past this thing. Yeah, it's really frustrating for a lot of people. We've seen some very severe situations happen. It's been, and it it scares people. I I think at this point now, more people are scared than they were last time. Yeah, I'm certainly more concerned now than I was a year ago about Mm -hmm. COVID. Just because I think when it came through in 2020, uh, it didn't affect us in Charleston. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did, but not as as much as it uh, did in other places yeah. in the country. And I think, if I remember right, I saw somewhere uh, that um, maybe a week ago, South Carolina was number one state as far as per capita, per capita yeah. cases. And yeah. we, we have seen it affect our church pretty significantly. I mean, all over the area, not just our church, but uh, our church has been affected pretty significantly. We have a lot of people who are struggling with COVID yeah, one, right now. One of our Life Connection groups, just I think it was 40 people in our Life Connection Isn't group were affected. Isn't that so wild? one, just one. So That's wild. It's yeah, been we, we kind of lost count of how many people have had it over the last few weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have, unfortunately, um, you know, tragically, yeah. see, have seen some lives lost because yes. of COVID. We did not see that in 2020. Yeah. And so that's been just heartbreaking. And, and so, yeah, and so what that's done, I think, just uh, COVID and then just we haven't gotten through this climate of uncertainty mm. we've been in, not only with COVID, but with politics. And now you add the Afghanistan stuff on top of that. And um, it's just, it continues to be a wild and crazy time. And so, so anxiety, I think, is just through the roof. For oh, there's no us, doubt you it know? is. Um, we're more concerned now about walking our house and, we catch the COVID or where the case may be. We're mm-hmm. concerned about, we continue to be concerned about the political climate and all those kinds of things. And, and so I think anxiety is, is really taking root in the hearts of people, you know? And that's not a good thing. It's not. I mean, what I'm saying is to try to combat this with anxiety is yeah. like the opposite of what yeah, we should yeah, be doing. Yeah, yeah. Even on a, a, in my opinion, a personal and, and psychosis level that people start to think bad. Yeah. And uh, part of beating this thing is feeling feeling good. We had one dear lady who was going through a severe time and literally she says, I'm in a dark time. Somebody's please start quoting scripture. And we yeah, did yeah, on her yeah. page and it began to build her up spirits. and yeah, we absolutely. began exactly. And we began to see a change. Yeah, so yeah. there is an important yeah, thing well, that we well, have to do. I think what's, what's, you know, concerning is that for some of us by nature, we're more prone to anxiety. Mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. of us just, we just really struggle with it. You know, yeah. it's just over the years, it's just kind of been that thing. We can't seem to kick that that we are often overwhelmed with the circumstances of life. And so then you bring just, you know, the circumstances like we're facing now. Mm -hmm. And so it takes our anxiety literally, you know, kind of through the roof and it's just really tough to combat. And so, you know, I think it's just helpful for us today on this episode to talk through how we can 
manage and process through mm, the anxiety we might experience. And maybe you don't have any anxiety right now at all. Maybe you just kind of carefree. Good for you. But I promise you there probably is going to come a day mm-hmm. when you're going to deal with some anxiety. And, and just also kind of thinking through this, some of us, you and I, Trey, we're, we're preachers, yeah. right? We take the Bible, we open it up, we talk about it and see what God has to say through his word. Um, and, and there certainly is life change and hope in scripture. Amen. Uh, but we're not counselors. no. By any stretch of the imagination. So some of you, uh, you, you're so overwhelmed with anxiety and have been for so long, it probably would be wise for you to sit down with a Christian counselor Mm -hmm. who understands scripture and also understands uh, how the mind works Mm. and can help you process through that. That that, that sometimes is very helpful for people to sit down with a Christian counselor and kind of walk through this. I mean, again, um, I I think we have much to say because we're opening up God's word, but sometimes it's it's helpful to sit down with someone who is specifically trained Mm -hmm. in these things to help you process through. Yeah, and they can tie in the word of God to what what you're dealing with. So, So, yeah, because it is a very, very serious issue. and, and, And what I don't want to see people... Um, what I don't want to see happen in the lives of people is them, be, them become debilitated mm-hmm. by anxiety. Yeah. And, and it's, it's related, right? Anxiety is related to stress and, and fear and all those things that we experience over the course of the human life. And so, you know, you got to get a handle on it. We have to get a handle on it so we can walk through. Because you, you know what, Trey? I mean, you see this. You see how the mind affects the body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, so oftentimes when, we're, when our mind isn't healthy, it doesn't help our body be healthy. Oh, I agree. So, so if I've you're, seen if you, it happen. You know, if you if you if you get COVID or another mm-hmm. sickness or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're just constantly worried about it. On top of that, that doesn't help you to you know find that that healing in it. Sometimes, you know, the that the power of 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 thinking the thoughts of God and being you know positive and fighting through it, it really does help you to fight through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just mind body it all works together and and you know thinking right about how God's made us and how to process those things are really important. I don't think anxiety or worry or fear, any of those three things or anything like that has any kind of building up capabilities in it. Right. And all it does is destroy and bring pain and hurt right. and angst and, and all so those just, things. Just kind of understanding, you know, that um, anxiety is a response. Mm-hmm. It's a response to a stressful situation. Yes. Uh, you know, just like fear is a response or anger is a response, you know, um, What's sinful about it is is not dealing with it in a way that honors the Lord. Mm-hmm. You can't help it sometimes when you feel stress. That's just part of life. Yeah. You can't help it sometimes when you feel anxiety. That's part of life. What, what becomes sinful is when you take that anxiety and, and let it control your life That's the instead word, of allowing control. the Spirit of God to control your life. Yeah. And so, so learning how to let the Spirit of God take control rather than letting that anxiety take control is so, so important. And you think about, you know, Jesus talked about this in Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 6. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what tomorrow holds. Today has enough troubles in and of itself. Amen. You know, just kind of you look at the flowers of the field, look at the birds of the sky. I, I take care of all those things. I can take care of you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things we add to you. And so, so Jesus, you know, he kind of gives us that hallmark passage on, on, on worry and, and teaches us to, to look to him, the one who provides all our needs, you know? And so, so being able to um, let the spirit control us thinking biblically when we are, we're in those times of anxiety and, and trusting the Lord to bring us through is just really important. And so we're going to kind of look at a passage for a few moments that is, I think is really helpful, uh, when it comes to dealing with mm. anxiety. 
Amen. I think we're going to be looking at the book of Philippians. Philippians, great book. All right. Well, first of all, let's talk. Uh, the, some of this sounds simplistic, but I mean, I'm telling you, it works. It works. First thing is this, look up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so two ways. We're giving you two ways on this episode to deal with your anxiety, and they are so simple, but, but so powerful if you'll grasp them, right? Mm-hmm. First is just look up. Mm-hmm. Because the tendency we have when we go through troubling times, when life is stressful, when, when we begin to feel those um, um, feelings of anxiety and worry and stress, the tendency we have is to look around, mm-hmm. right? We look around at all, all of our circumstances. We look at the COVID-19 and what happens if I get it? We look at the political situation. What happens here? We look around. We look at the Google. We look at the Google. <laughs> we start typing in, man. It, yeah, because it has all and of it life's makes it answers. Worse. And it, it does. Makes but, it but that's worse. the thing. We, we look at everything else mm-hmm. around us. Yeah. And what we fail to do is just to look up. Yeah. Look up to the God who is in charge, who is in control. A COVID-19 did not take God by surprise, nor does anything else. He knows what he's doing. And so, so you think about Paul writing to the church of Philippi, mm-hmm. right? He's in prison. He's got some pretty bad circumstances going on. In fact, when he writes this letter, he does not know if he's going to get out of prison. He might die imprisoned here in Rome, right? And so he, he writes and he says, you know, in the last part of the letter in, in chapter four, he says, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. Mm. Listen, he says this. Don't, the, don't, um, I've, I've lost my place. Rejoice. Let, oh, let's, let, let me start again. I'm getting all mixed up here. Rejoice. Uh, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. Listen to this phrase. Here's what I want to get to. The Lord is near. Amen. What does that mean, Trey, that the Lord is near? It means he's, uh, well, I think, number one, he's with us. Okay. I think also concentrating on him. Yeah, yeah. So, so listen, doing. listen, listen. When Focusing th- it's on true, him. It's true. It's true. It's true. When Paul says the Lord is near, it's true that the Lord is near. Mm-hmm. That he lives inside of us. Of course. But I don't think contextually that's exactly what Paul has in mind. Mm-hmm. Because you back up and look at what he says in, in the chapter 3, verse 20. He says, our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. And we eagerly right. wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So when he says that, he's talking about the second coming. Mm-hmm. The Lord is uh, going to come back, right? We wait for a savior. And so I think when you get to chapter 4 and he says, the Lord is near. Some Bible translations say the Lord is at hand. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the return of Christ, right? So he is literally saying, look up, look up, look to the clouds because there's going to come a day when the trump sounds and Christ is going to come back. Amen. And so, so the mindset of knowing, okay, this world is messed up. There's all kinds of bad circumstances. There's COVID-19, there's this, there's that, there's all this stuff. But I have the promise that someday Jesus is going to return and make everything right. You see, when we go through the trials and struggles, when we go through the COVID-19s, when we go through those anxious times of life, what we often don't think about is reality that there's a God who loves us and who's coming back for us. We don't often think about the second coming of Jesus. But Paul says, man, this is where your hope is. Mm -hmm. Your hope is in the reality that the Lord is near. He is at hand. He's coming back to get you out of this mess, right? Amen. It's perspective. Thank God. Yeah, it's wow. perspective. You see, when, when you walk through those those times of anxiety, you've got to you've got to choose the perspective you're going to have, right? Are you going to have that perspective that says, "Man, this stinks. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do," or are you going to have that perspective that says, "You know what? Yes, this is bad, but here's what I know: the Lord is going to return and make all of this right. This is not. It is not. It is not going to last forever." That's right. I mean, some of, the, some, some of the circumstances you find yourself in might last a long time. Mm-hmm. The, some of the circumstances you find yourself in might even, now watch this, and I know this is hard to talk about, might even take your life. 
That's exactly right. Right? But, but even in the circumstances you find yourself in, take your life, it doesn't change the future reality that Christ is going to come and raise your dead body from the grave. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Is that, that's perspective. What's the, what's the worst that can happen to you? Because I think this is perspective Paul has in Philippians. What is the worst thing, thing that can absolutely happen to you? Well, we always think death. Yeah. And if that's, if that's the worst, what does death open up for us as followers of Jesus? It opens up eternal life, eternal life with Jesus. So the worst thing that can happen to you is you breathe your last breath on this (laughs) earth. But, but the worst thing that can happen to you opens up for you the best possible thing you can imagine. Eternity with Jesus. You see what I'm saying? And so we have all this anxiety and fear Mm -hmm. and, and and all this life can do to us is take away our life, Mm -hmm. but taking away our life actually opens up for us new life. You see what I'm saying? And so, so Paul says, listen, I'm in prison. For me to live as Christ, to die as gain, I don't know what's going to happen to me, but the Lord is at hand. Why worry? So, so really it's about, when you say it's about perspective, it's about making a choice yeah. to begin to focus on God, focus on his ways, focus on his return yeah. and all those things and get our focus off of the stuff that's around yeah. us. So when, because when you change perspective, mm-hmm. it changes everything about you. Yeah. Right. It is, it, since I know that Christ is going to return and, and this is not going to last it changes the way I live my life. I can rejoice. Paul mm-hmm. says that here, right? Rejoice. I say it again, rejoice. Everything's good. I, I can give thanks. He talks about that. By prayer and supplication, give thanks for everything. He talks about, I can have peace. And this, this famous verse here, right? This peace that passes, passes all understanding. understanding. And we've all been there. You've had those moments in life, Trey, haven't you? And, and some of the trials you've been through, yeah, especially yeah. with your health, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, I don't know how to explain it other than God, but I've got this <laughs> it peace. It is true. It is I've true. I've got this peace that passes all understanding. And, and he also talks about this, right? He says, rejoice, let your graciousness, some Bible translations say, let your reasonableness, some Bible translations say, let your gentleness. In other words, since I have a right perspective on life, it changes the way I treat people, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. see, that's th- that changed everything. Perspective changes everything. Mm-hmm. When, when I know the Lord is at hand, I don't have to worry so much. I don't have to be anxious. I can instead rejoice. I can be thankful. I can have peace that passes all our saying, and I can treat people well, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I know my Savior who loves me is coming back for me. And so, so I think this is really great. So, so Paul's advice, and listen, Paul, if anyone had reason to be anxious, it was Paul. Oh, I agree. Because he's imprisoned in Rome. He's under house arrest. He doesn't know he's going to live or die. Instead, he says rejoice, right? Don't be anxious about anything. The Lord is at hand. Look up. It's simple, so but do it's you, so powerful. Do you think that leads to having a thankful heart and, and, and appreciation for what God yeah, is yeah, doing in that yeah, moment? Yeah, Even yeah. no matter what you're struggling with, yeah. there's a lot because of Because you don't know. Because you don't know what God's up to in those moments, mm-hmm. but he's up to something, right? Again, your circumstances might be terrible, and your circumstances might take your life, literally, Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that God's at work doing a good work in you. And ultimately, he's going to bring you home safely. Wow. You know? So look up. That's huge. But it and really I, does change things. And I just think that one thing to say, to say, you know, the worst thing can happen to me is death. Yeah. But that, in in reality, is one of the best things because yeah, I'm with yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard for us to grasp. It is hard. You know, because we want to live. Yeah, we want to live. I want to enjoy life. I don't, I don't want to die today. But if I do, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I do believe in this thing called dying grace that when the time comes, you yeah. know, cause I've seen so many people find out they have the cancer for instance, yeah. and they're just petrified. 
but by the time they're going home with the Lord, they're at peace. They, they've yeah. been through, they worked yeah. through all the details and they're ready to be with him. Yeah. And so I, I do believe God gives us dying grace. I never had dying grace. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to live so bad in the hospital, yeah. whatever yeah. it took. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when the time comes, God gives us what we need when we that's need right. it. That's and right. That's what we and have I to think what helps us, Trey, is to read things like this mm-hmm. and understand the context, knowing mm-hmm. what Paul is going through, reading missionary stories. You talk about David Brainerd or, or others like that who... Who, who, you know, martyrs, uh, individuals who faced death with such certainty mm-hmm. in the gospel and their hope in Jesus Christ. And let that encourage you. Because I know it, death is scary. Yeah, We don't want to be laying up in a hospital bed, you know, in pain and suffering. We don't want to leave family. I mean, it is, it is scary in a sense, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, man, when you know it, when you know who Christ is, when you look up, you know, the worst thing can happen, the worst that can happen to you will open up the door to the absolute best thing that can happen to you. Amen. Home with Jesus. Look up. So not only do we look up, second thing we do, we're dealing with anxiety is we look in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Stacy and I had to get away this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yesterday was Labor Day. Mm-hmm. We took the boys. My parents were here because they stayed with the boys while we were gone. So we took the boys down the beach and uh, walked on the sand and got in the water, all those oh, kinds of things. And, and, and all those things are fun, right? When you think about the beach, you think about getaways. When, when you, when you get away, when you take a vacation, what's the point? The, the, to rest, mm-hmm. but also to what? To clear your mind. I agree, man. Just, it's kind of like a reset. Yeah. That's the idea. And you need those moments mm-hmm. to, to clear your mind, right? I guess. Um, some people do yoga. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. This takes I, too I long. Plank every now yeah, and yeah, again, yeah, but than that. I mean, I think stretching is a good thing, but to, you know, but the, the oriental practice yoga is, is not just the stretching. It's the clear your mind mm-hmm. and uh, focus in on your, what is it? Zen, yin, yeah, yang. Zen. I have yeah. no idea, but at any rate, all those kind of things. What's interesting, Trey, is scripture never tells us to clear our minds. Mm. Never read the Bible. You've read it. You I read have. the whole thing in like 90 days last year. I did, yeah. Did you ever one time find where scripture says, hey, you need to take a vacation and clear your mind? No, it talks about meditation. The, yeah, on what? Uh, well, on the word. Yeah, so that's not clearing your mind. No, that's actually filling that's your mind. filling your mind, mm-hmm. and that's the point. You want to deal with anxiety? Don't go clear your mind. That's the worst thing you can do. You don't need a vacation where you clear your mind. Because then anything can jump in there, huh? Well, that's true, though. You think about it, because yeah. when you start to clear your mind, what what... You, you never clear your mind. You're mm-hmm. always putting something in you. Mm-hmm. You never empty your mind. You, you just don't. You're always putting something, thoughts, right? Um, information. You're always filling your mind with something. You, you never really clear your mind. And so Paul, when he's talking about dealing with anxiety, he says, one, look up. But he also says, look in. Mm-hmm. What are you filling your mind with? Mm-hmm. Because what you fill your mind with, I mean, that has a, a, a dramatic impact on your anxiety. Mm. You fill your mind with media. You fill your mind with fake news or real news. You fill your mind with social media. You fill your mind with the opinions of people. You fill your mind with all these things. Oh man, it will produce some anxiety. It was interesting in Boston. I I, I know that uh, the phone situation is bad for everybody, Yeah. but I'm telling you, as soon as service over, all those millennials, because everybody in Ivy's church millennial, pull out their phones and yeah. immediately start going at it. Yeah. Whatever yeah. they're had been waiting on for yeah. an hour yeah. to yeah. do, yeah, they can't. And it's all about well, they got to have that input. They got to yeah. have that input. Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent, they're trying to yeah. get it. You're always filling your mind with something, yeah. right? And what you fill your mind with is going to produce something. Mm-hmm. If you fill your mind with 
with negativity, with the things of this world, with sinful thoughts, with, you know, an overload of media and overload of news, it's going to produce something. And oftentimes what you fill your mind with will produce anxiety. Mm -hmm. So Paul says, look up, the Lord is at hand, but also look in, look inward and see what you're filling your mind with. And then he says, and these are great verses, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these These things. things. I mean, it's kind of like what he says over in Colossians chapter three, Mm -hmm. set your mind on things things above, above, right? The more you fill your mind with the things of God, Mm -hmm the more you experience what that peace that passes Amen. all understanding. And I, I like that word dwell, you yeah. know, the, it, it, I, you, you would have to know more about that word, but than I do, I'm sure. But the whole idea of making a home with him, yeah, you know, yeah, that's kind yeah. of the, when I think of dwelling, that's what you're doing. You're yeah. making that home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we gotta make sure that we're not putting that world input in all yeah. the time because yeah. we, that's what our tendency yeah. is to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not clearing your mind because Honestly, that'll never happen. It's choosing to fill your mind with the right things. And filling your mind with the right things is filling your mind with God himself, meditating on his word. Trey, I remember um, uh, years ago, I had, I had the privilege of leading a couple to Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, they had both come out of a, um, of a Catholic background. And, um, and, and all, in their living room, they mm. were sitting on their couch one night. I was visiting them in their home. And they both came to faith in Jesus Christ. Mm. It was powerful. They were they were um, older than me mm-hmm. uh, at that time. They were they were in their their probably mid to late sixties. It was beautiful. And so um, you know, a couple weeks later, I had the, the privilege of baptizing uh, that couple, both of them. About um, two or three months later, uh, the wife was diagnosed with cancer, mm. and uh, that cancer ended up taking her life. Uh, she died maybe a year after that. I'm so thankful that she gave her life to Jesus Amen. and that she was gloriously saved and that she's home with her father. But, but here's what I noticed about her. She didn't have much time for sanctification. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't spend 30 years walking with God. Mm-hmm. She spent like a year, year and a half. But over that time, in the midst of really terrible circumstances, she she chose to grow in her newfound faith. Mm -hmm. I have never in my life seen with my own eyes, someone die as graciously as she did. Wow. Stricken with cancer, kept her eyes on Jesus, grew in her faith as much as she could. And, and, and the impact this new Christian had on those around her was profound. She was sharing the gospel with nurses and anybody who cared for her. Uh, it was just beautiful. And then I remember when she died. I mean, she's a new Christian. She only been a Christian a year, maybe two years before she went to be with Jesus, you know, in her mid-60s. Um, man, it was one of those rare funerals I've done where, one, it was packed. Wow. Packed man, with people oh that she had just influenced since she came to faith in Christ. And, and joyous. Joyous. Because we had got, we got to witness in her this transformation mm-hmm. that God did a work of redemption in her life that she could not get over, and even in knowing that her death was coming, she could not pray, could not stop praising God, and could not stop desiring to grow in Him. Uh, she went uh, to her death with peace and joy, a peace that passes all understanding. And I think, I think, I mean, she wouldn't articulate this, I don't think, um, because she was still trying to figure out. 
you know, what it meant in a lot of ways to, to she wasn't, you know, again, she didn't walk for 30 years with Jesus. Mm-hmm. She didn't read through mm-hmm. the Bible five times. She didn't study, you know, Philippians like maybe you or I have. Right. But, but I think she understood probably more than I do what Paul's saying right here in Philippians chapter four, look up and look in. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It really does help. And that's supernatural. That's supernatural. That's, that, that, there's no counselor that can do that for you. Yeah. I mean, that's when the Holy Spirit of God just yeah. literally takes God, over. God, help me to look up, help me to look in, to dwell on those things that honor you. Amen. Hey, I, I know that, you know, anxiety is a big deal. And I know for some of us, we feel overwhelmed with it and we feel like there's no hope in the midst of our anxiety. Mm. There is. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And if you think about it, and then I know we're out of time with our episode, but verse eight, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, moral excellence, these things are Jesus. He's all of these things, right? And he's these things for you. So that doesn't describe Jesus. This is who Jesus is. It's who he is. Yeah, it's yeah. who he is, absolutely. Amen. Okay, well, there's somebody struggling out there. They don't have peace. They're struggling right now. It's, it, it, it is a, it's got them down. Yeah. Okay, where do we go? Where do, where would they go? What do yeah. we what do they where do they start? Yeah. Now? How do they start to crawl out of this hole yeah. they're in? Yeah. Well, what we said is fill in your mind, right? So maybe one thing you can do today is just simply to read through Philippians a couple of times. It's mm. four chapters. You yeah. probably read it two or three times. Yeah. In in a matter of a half hour. You know, it's just not very long. And to ask God to help you see how he was at work in the life of Paul mm. and ask him to duplicate that work in you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to find in Philippians is this man who does not know if he's going to live or die, but is full of joy in those circumstances. Right. Yeah. Just take a book like this and begin to read it prayerfully. God, help me to have this kind of heart and this kind of attitude. And instead of filling your mind today with all the junk of this word world, fill your mind with the goodness of the word Amen. and see what God begins to do. Amen. I think it's a good word, Pastor. Thank you so much and for addressing this. It's very important that we address this as a church and as a people of God. All right, Pastor, we'll close this out and get us ready for next week. We do hope that today has been helpful for you and an encouragement. Man, I do hope that if you're someone who's struggling today with anxiety, that you'll look up and look in and see that God does want to do a work in your life. And if this has encouraged you today, I hope that you'll uh, subscribe to our podcast right now, have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps get the word out about the podcast and And as always, I hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.